ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I always love doing my interview episodes, but this one is extra special because it is a topic that I am very passionate about. We are going to talk all things reading and books, and I have Sarah Boots here with me. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yes, and I'm so glad that it worked out. We tried to plan this like months and months ago, but life was busy really for both of us at different stages along the way, but the Lord's timing is perfect and he has worked it out for this time. And so Sarah has some really exciting things to share through the podcast and even some resources that the Lord has allowed her to put out. Um, But Sarah, as we kind of get started here, you know, if my listeners have been listening very long, they know that I'm very passionate about books and reading. I've shared that all over social media and my podcast. Um, But you have helped me so much too in the things that you have made available and the information that you've shared. So that's why I was like, I have to have you on the podcast and share all of this with my listeners. But if you want to introduce yourself and your family and kind of what it is you do and how you got there. Okay. Yes. So I'm Sarah. Like you said, I actually come from a really small family. I'm an only child. Um, But I, my husband is from a family of 12, so 10 children, and we clicked. And <laughs> of course, you know, I always wanted to have a lot of kids. I loved going over to his house, you know, growing up and spending time with his family. And I, I, it was just loud and fun. And I was like, oh, I want to have lots of children. But we only have one as well. We have a daughter. She's eight. We call her E online. Um but, you know, I'd love to have more children, but I have what's called um, secondary unexplainable infertility. And so we, you know, basically what that means is the doctors, you know, I had my first child normal and then the doctors can't figure out why I can't have any more. But, you know, we'd love to have more if the Lord blesses and, you know, I, I hope he does. But we're very content where we're at right now, you know, with just with just our small little family. Mm-hmm. And as far as you know, how I got to where I am right now, as far as what I'm doing on social media and website and all that, you know, it's really funny because I really never meant to be doing what I'm doing right now. I was a teacher, um, back in Indiana in the school that my husband and I grew up in. I taught fifth and sixth grade for a few years at that school. And then we moved to Virginia to help my brother-in-law plant a church. And I taught my brother-in-law sending church church had a private school. So here in Virginia, I taught for a couple of years too. Well, around that time, you know, E was about two years old and she was becoming quite a stinker. So <laughs> we were like, okay, you know what? We need to spend some time at home with her and get her trained and, and just really work with her. So I transitioned into being a stay at home mom. And then um, around that time, we got a house and I thought, hey, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm beginning to homeschool. Now we have a house. I love decorating. Let's start an Instagram account. <laughs> so it's been a little bit over four years. Yeah. And um, 
I started my Instagram account for decorating of all things. <laughs> and I love decorating so much. I really you need do, to come but... to my house. I desperately need help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, Hey, I'd love to, it'd be fun, but you know, I love decorating, but it, it just, you know, it was, it's one of those things where it just wasn't clicking. I, what, I wasn't having peace about it. And then, you know, I just, trying, like, I felt like I was forcing myself to make posts for Instagram and, and, you know, you know, buy something new to show on Instagram. And it was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, you know, this is not, this is not right. And I didn't have peace about it. And about three years ago, I was really wrestling and praying because it was funny. Cause I felt like I was supposed to be on Instagram, you know, and I wanted to help women, Yes, but, um, I just, the decorating, it just wasn't right. So about three years ago, I just remember really wrestling and praying over, you know, what it was that God wanted me to do on Instagram because it wasn't supposed to be decorating. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to help women. I I knew I wanted to um, influence people for the cause of Christ, you know, and and decorating just, you know, was not doing that for me. (laughs) And so um, as I prayed over it, I noticed on Instagram that the more and more I talked about books and resources that we use for our family, people would get really excited about it, you know, because people, moms, especially we're all, we're all looking for things to help us teach and grow our children Mm -hmm. in the way that they should go, (laughs) you know, and, and people would get so excited about, you know, a book they've never heard of before that, uh, is really wholesome and, and helpful for their family. And they would just get so excited. And so, I kind of started talking about books and resources more and more and more and decorating less and less and less. And so here we are <laughs> all about books and resources, I guess. <laughs> so I just kind of landed in that spot. Like, you know, I have the teaching background yes. and, you know, I, I, I read aloud. I, I was read aloud to as a kid. So I have that background, but, um, you know, I, I was did never expected, you know, having a, a website or anything like that about you know, books and resources, but I love it. I do love it. (laughs) Um, as far as a passion for reading, I mentioned, I loved, I did love reading, um, growing up, but I especially remember in school, you know, I don't remember anything my teachers taught me, but I remember specific books that they read to me. Like I remember my, my third grade teacher read a book called more precious than gold. And that influenced my life so much that I saved money so that I could buy that book for myself. Mm. And, you know, and that's just a read a lot. I don't remember anything else that that teacher taught me, um, except maybe the preposition list or something, you know, <laughs> but like, I, I don't remember stuff from school, but I remember yes. those teachers who took the time, you know, to help us memorize poems and, you know, all the, the reading things. I remember those teachers. Yeah. And so when I became a teacher, I knew, you know, I, I knew, you know what, these kids aren't going to remember what I teach them in sixth grade English, but they are going to remember the books that I read to them. And in fact, sometimes when we go back home and visit, you know, the students, goodness, these students are making me feel so old, but they'll <laughs> mention, Hey, do you remember when you read to us evidence not seen? I'm like, yes. I, you know, so they're still yes. talking about it and they're in college or out of college now, you know, so um, books, they just have so much influence. It, it's, yeah. it's just really amazing to me. And I remember um, you know, as a teacher reading aloud to these students and there'd be kids in there who hated school. They hated reading, but if you pull a book out, that's interesting enough. 
they love it. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading about um, Ben Carson, and I don't know if you know his story. Yes, but his yeah his um you know his biographies about about his life are so interesting. But one of the things that really shaped his life, he was a horrible student, like failing, and his mom was like, you know what you and your brother need to go to the library and you need to read two books a week and you write me a paper on it. And basically he says that that was the starting point to where he is now, basically Mm -hmm. those books. And he also talks about in college um, when he was, you know, trying to get, trying to become a doctor or whatever, he would pay somebody to take notes for him in class and he would go and read, he'd use that class time and just read everything he could on that topic. And that's how he would, you know, pass his wow. courses and tests yes. by reading. So it's just so amazing to me how much influence reading can have on our lives and, you know, more specifically on our children's lives. Yes. Great. Well, that really springboards us right into what we're going to talk about today. So let's just jump right in. And really the first kind of question that I have for you um, are what are the benefits of reading together? There, there are <laughs> That's so a many loaded benefits. question. <laughs> like you literally, yes, you literally cannot cover it in one podcast episode. In fact, I mean, there are countless books written about the benefits <laughs> of reading aloud. So I'm just going to like what our appetites for joining us in the future to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yes, I'm going to whet your appetite. So there's, there's kind of two, um, broad things. There's, there's educational benefits and then there's personal benefits and underneath each of those is so many. So I'm going to start with education, uh, educational benefits. Like this is the umbrella for all of these things. So first of all, strong vocabulary. And I'm telling you, this is my favorite. If you are a mother who reads to your children, this will be your favorite because you have three and four year olds saying these massive words and it's hilarious. We've and been reading Pilgrim's you- Progress and so we have many discourses. And <laughs> Yes. And, but then it's the craziest thing because it's like, they hear these words and like a week or two later, they'll use them correctly in a sentence, but they're huge words. It's hilarious. So I have a couple stories because these are just my favorite to tell. So E was about six years old and we went to visit my grandmother who is a quilter and she makes these beautiful patterns. And sometimes she will put them up on the wall of her home. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, she was six and we walk in and the first thing she says, like the last time she saw my grandmother was when she was a baby. So she doesn't even know grandma, but she walks into her house, doesn't hardly say anything to grandma or grandpa. And she looks at that quilt on the wall and goes, oh, wow, what a beautiful tapestry. <laughs> and I'm like, what six-year-old even knows what tapestry means, you yes. know, it's hilarious. And then more recently, this one cracked me up too. And it's funny because it was in the middle of church, but, um, we had a little incident at church where someone came in during the Sunday school hour and stole something out of our pastor's office. Well, he was, he, we saw him on the video camera. So of course he got caught and he was waiting in the back for the police to come. And so we're in the main service and E keeps turning around in church. And I'm like, stop turning around. Why are you turning around? And she's like, well, 
I'm just checking to see if the unsavory character is back there. <laughs> you know, and I just want to bust a gut in the middle of the church because it's like this child is she it's hilarious because yes. they get these words that we don't use in normal speech and they use them. And it's just like, it's, it's perfectly so, normal. I love it. Yes. And I tell you, it's proud mom moment right there. Oh, when you yes. Your kid using these huge words. So that the, the vocabulary is a huge one, but, um, fluency in reading is modeled. And, you know, as a parent, you might be like, Oh, I'm such a horrible reader, but this is through audiobooks too, mm-hmm. um, fluency and expression because, you know, I don't, I read aloud a lot to her, but I don't, I have good expression, but you know, I don't do, I'm not good at character voices and things, you know, I try, but they're pretty lame, Yes. but you turn on an audio book and they have these professional voice actors on there and they are unbelievable. And so they're, they're modeling fluency and expression. So the child is learning, this is how I'm supposed to read Mm -hmm. basically. And then of course, comprehension is developed. That is so huge because that's how we live our life. We live life by comprehending what's happening around us. You know, if you're in church, you need to comprehend what the preacher says. If you're reading your Bible, you need to comprehend what God's word says. You know, if you're listening to a story, you need to understand and learn from the story. So comprehension is developed. And then a couple of big ones are uh, background knowledge and making connections that is learned. That is huge for like, like going into kindergarten. You know, if the teacher is using a word that the child has never heard before, they could be completely lost. Mm -hmm. Or maybe she's talking about, maybe she's talking about like llamas or something. Well, if a child has never seen a llama or never read a book about a llama, they, they will be completely lost. So that background knowledge is huge. It's the same thing with us. Like, you know, if we're, I we have family that are super into sports and, you know, I could care less about sports and, you know, they're talking away about it. And I'm like, I have no clue. It's because I don't have background yes. knowledge, but you know, if they start talking about a book and I've read it before, you know, I'll talk about it all day long because I have that background knowledge. So that's, it's really important for especially little kids that are just going into school. Um, If mom and dad have been reading to them since they've been one, since they were one, you know, they're going to have so much more background knowledge than the child who's coming into school that's never, you know, been read to in their whole entire lives. So that's huge. So those were, um, educational benefits, but there's also a lot of personal benefits. And of course, these are, these are special more to mama's heart. You know, the educational benefits are great, but it's like, these are the ones we're doing it for, for real. And so, um, a child learns how to enjoy good literature without having to take lit class. You know, um, a lot, I know a lot of homeschoolers, they'll do, they'll just do read alouds for history and, Mm -hmm. you know, and classes like that and literature instead of like, um, you know, parsing through a whole entire book and trying to figure out, they just read. And if a child is read to a lot, they will know what good literature is without really having to be taught, you know? So that's huge. And then another, another one that I think is just one of my favorite parts about reading aloud is that it's an opportunity to have really deep or hard conversations with your children that you would never otherwise have. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, we had just gone through, uh, my husband's mom had passed away and E she, she passed away when E was four. So 
I mean, really, even until now, it's like we have this conversation over and over again about why does God allow people to die? Like, why is there death? Why would a good God allow good people to die and suffer? And, you know, she had she had cancer and and, um, you know, she was really suffering and in pain and, and she just didn't understand why. And, you know, we have the same conversation over and over, you know, it's because of sin. And yeah. well, we were taking a walk. Um, it's been a couple of years now, I think, but and we were listening to a story and I think it was by your story hour mm-hmm. and the main character of the story, her best friend was about to die. And the, the character was asking these same questions and gave the same answers that mom had given E many, many times. And it's so good for, you know, like after we listened to it, I was like, look at that. That's just what we've been talking about, you know, and it kind of opened that conversation again, but it's so nice. So you can have these deep conversations, but then they also can reiterate things that you've already been talking about. And they open the door up again to, you know, conversations that, that kids just need to have with their parents. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, they're awkward. You know, sometimes you just don't know how to start a conversation, you know, and it's like, but if you read a book, sometimes they just beautifully open that door to conversations that you might not ever have otherwise so um, along the same lines books bring different perspective on things so it's really really important for children to learn how to think outside the box and not be stuck on themselves and Mm -hmm. their lives because um, you know kids don't know anything else except their world like they don't even know as much as you know obviously they don't know as much as mom and dad know about the world because number one, they're kids. And number two, they're not on, you know, the internet. They're not listening to the news. They're not. So they don't know about the world except through what mom and dad read to them. And so reading aloud offers them many different perspectives. And it's just really important because the, like when they, when they see different perspectives or how people live differently than them, it can really encourage them to have empathy yes. for others yeah. and, um, you know, just really feel for characters that are going through hard things that maybe they've never gone through themselves. And also, hopefully this will translate into a gratefulness, um, you know, of the blessings that they have in their own lives. Yeah. Um, I think of specifically remember reading one of the very first series that we read was, um, Little House on the Prairie series, you know, it seems like every parent does that. That's one of the first series to, to introduce to children. But that the um the long winter in that book, and I I don't even remember the long winter as reading it as a kid, but I remember going through it with E and being like, wow, that is hard. Yes. How did they live through that? You know, they they basically rationed potatoes and that's all they ate for like a whole winter and they had lost weight and they were you know it's just and it was freezing cold and there was ice on the windows and I'm like can you imagine living like that you know and you hope that that you know makes them think like wow I can't I'm so thankful that that we don't have to live like that we have a fireplace we have a fireplace and we have heat and you know we have lights and you know we can stay warm so and um another one I actually just read recently I haven't read it with E yet. I want her to be a little bit older because I think she would appreciate it more, but a long, a long walk to water. That's on my to read Um, list. Yes. 
that book is so powerful. And it's not a Christian book, but um, it just shows you how people live. Mm-hmm. And not that long ago, I think there's two stories happening at the same time. One is in 1985 and one's in 1992. Um, I think, I think I have that right. And no, no. One's in 1985 and one's in 2008. Okay. That's what it is. And so, yeah, that's not very long ago, yeah. you know? And it's like this, the, the main, I'm not going to give away too much, but like the main character of the story, she walks eight hours a day to get water for her family. Wow. She walks like four in the morning comes home for lunch, they drink the water, she eats, she walks four more, brings back water. And she does that every day of her life. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> I, it, like, so she's missing out on school. Yeah. She, she's missing out on every opportunity that our children have. This little girl's missing out because she's providing for her family. Mm-hmm. Just water, just a basic need. <laughs> Eve this morning was like, mom, why did God make water? And I'm like, uh, you have to have <laughs> water to live, you know? Yes. So it's, but uh, she hasn't read this book yet, but yes. I can't wait to give her this book because, you know, but water is such a basic necessity and we take it for granted. We can literally walk in the kitchen and turn on the faucet. Mm -hmm. And like these, these people had to walk eight hours to get water, you know? (laughs) So just things like that, it really makes kids think, wow, I am so thankful. At least hopefully we've been reading with mine. We've been reading, um, like a little kid's version of the story of Gladys Allward, but it talked about the feet finding in there. And so that was a totaling. They'd never heard of that before. So we talked about, but it, it did, it gave an opportunity for a conversation that I would never have thought to have had outside of that book. Yes. Though it was a hard conversation, it was a good conversation to see the reality of what other kids face in other countries. And then not only was Gladys able to bring Christ and light, but she was able to help these children anyway. So that like that, as you were sharing that, that was one thing that I was thinking that has been a conversation, like a real conversation in our home recently in, in that way, in perspective and yeah. gratefulness and yes. the reality yeah. that there is a world way beyond our house and exactly everywhere is not like where we are. Right. I know it's, I, I, and, and, and that's kids. Like we're not even talking about adults yes. right now. You know, it's <laughs> like, I, I read books like that just for myself yeah. because, you know, and, and the, I just recently talked about one on Instagram, the insanity of God, that book, wow, it is so convicting. Like, you know, and it it really has changed my heart and my life. And that's why we read, you know, that's why we read for ourselves. And that's why we read to kids. And I'm not saying, you know, books take the place of God's word. I'm not saying that at all, but they are a tool that we can use, you know, to help us in our Christian walk. So, so those are some of the personal benefits. Another one is, um, you know, there's nothing that beats building relationships, like snuggling on a couch with a good story touching, you know, putting your arm around your child. They're, they're leaning on top of you, looking at pictures. It's just, it's so sweet. And I know, you know, we have these fairy tale images of reading aloud and it doesn't always look like that, but when it does, (laughs) it's really, really fun. And, but last, as far as benefits, a last benefit that I have that I, that, that I think is so important for Christian families specifically, it's important for all families, but I'm going to explain why it's important for Christian families is that books can really help to develop courage and bravery in our children and and in ourselves. Like I said, Mm -hmm. you know, my husband and I were chatting a while back about what it looks like to stand for truth in America right now. And honestly, 
we live in such a free nation and even, you know, even like COVID restrictions and all of that, you know, that's not standing for God, you know, it's mm-hmm. not standing on the Bible, you know? So yes. we live in such a free nation. There haven't really been life or death instances, you know, that we have to really stand up for. And so we, we just have it so easy. You know, we, we go to church and, and there's not going to be police there, you know, that, that are going to arrest our pastor yes. and our leaders. You know, we have a Bible in our home and we don't have to hide it when we're done reading because we're going to get put in prison for having a Bible, you know? So we live in such an easy time period, I guess, to be a Christian. And so like, for me, I feel like, how do I teach my child how to stand up for Christ when we are not called upon to do so? Going yes. to church is easy. Reading our Bible is easy. We're not being called upon to, you know, you have to die. You're going to die if you do this. Yes. So how do I teach my child? You know, how well, especially taking the long look and thinking, okay, right now we have the freedom, mm-hmm. but the current trage- trajectory isn't looking like we might have all the freedoms we have once known. So yes, yes. maybe having some foresight as, as a mama, what can mm-hmm. I do? How can I help prepare these ones? They might not face it, but if they do, I want to know that I've done all that I can to, to put the courage yes. to help instill these things. Yes, exactly. So like I have written down right here, there may be a time even in our own <laughs> lifetime where we will be called upon to make a decision for Christ. So, so yes, you, t- you took, you, you read my notes or something, but no, I'll, you know, will, I have to ask for myself, will I follow him no matter the cost? Am I willing to live for him? And more importantly, am I willing to die for him? And somehow, like you just mentioned, we have got to train, teach our children to be ready to answer those same questions for themselves. Ultimately, am I willing to die for Christ? And that's where it's so important to read them books about persecution, books about taking a stand, even when it feels like they're the only ones and books about bravery. The awesome thing about books, this is something that it just always blows my mind how our, how God made our brains. But you know, when you're reading a book, you're, as the reader, you're drawn into the story and, and you feel like you are the person that you're reading about, or even, even the many person, you know, there might be five characters in the book. And when you're reading, you are that character, mm-hmm. you know, and this allows us to almost practice what it's like being brave or taking a stand through someone else's shoes. So even though in real life, we're actually, you know, we're not being called upon to suffer persecution right now through our books we are being and being called to do that and and it's making us think man if I were in her shoes is this how I would respond yes you know we're getting reps in of what it's like to take a stand for Christ when in an ordinary childhood at this time in our western culture we're not going to have that Mm -hmm. so you know one day your child might be Corey ten boom angry at all the lice you know, and, and being gently reminded by Betty, Hey, God put this lice here so that we could have, you know, a Bible study and we're not going to get caught. And the next day they might be brother Andrew watching God's blind police officers to the Bibles that are sitting right in front of them. And another day they might be Polycarp burning at the stake, you know, for, you know, because he will not, he will not give up the name of Christ. You know, so it's so important to read books with your children like the hiding place and evidence not seen and Diedrich Bonhoeffer and reading about early, uh, ch- the early church and martyred mm-hmm. Christians, 
Um, Martyr of the Catacombs is a really good book that had a, a big effect on my life when I was a young teen, I think, is when mm-hmm. I read that. But I actually read that aloud to E, I think, last year or two years ago. And that that's a very good book. Um, she just got one recently from Voice of the Martyrs, I think it was. And it's actually a graphic novel. But it goes through a lot of the deaths of the apostles and Christians in the early church. Yes. You know, the kids need to know the stories of Polycarp and Perpetua and um, even the apostles, how the apostles died. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I'm talking about all these Christians, but you know, you don't have to only read books about Christians to build bravery. It's a, it's very important to read those stories about mm-hmm. the persecution and all that. But bravery comes in all forms. We're going through um, Ernest Shackleton right now, the you know the uh, children's version, and yes. his story is unbelievable. You know, the bravery and the fortitude. I don't know if that's the right word of just like the determination to live. I mean, they, they were just trapped on the ice for so long. I, I cannot believe it. the cold. Like, can you, they didn't no, take showers for imagine. like two years. Like they uh, didn't take a shower for two years or however long it was, you know, it's, wow. I, it's just unbelievable. And then the ice, you know, is cracking underneath and, and a guy is falling in and they're not one person died on that, on that um, expedition when they went on the endurance went that whole story, it's just blows my mind. But you know what, if they were mentally weak and if they were physically weak and if they, if they weren't brave, they wouldn't have lived through that. And so, you know, our children, the kid, we're listening to that book on the way home from school. So I've got my niece, my niece and nephews in there too. And we're just all like, whoa, you know, and we're imagining ourselves in that situation. And yes. I know I'm reading, I'm thinking, I'm not, I could never do that. There's no way. <laughs> but these kind of stories, the point is these kind of stories are teaching bravery. Yes. And another one, you know, here's another one. How about the Green Ember books? I don't know if you've looked into those yet. I've okay. heard about them. They're on my list of to get tos. Oh, they're so good. I, the Green Ember series is my favorite children's book series ever really they're so good they are children's books that actually make me cry which is ridiculous because they're about rabbits but when you're (laughs) listening to this the audiobooks are unbelievable joel clarkson clarkson reads them and they are unbelievable because he just brings each character to life but um what i was going to say about them is those books are so full of bravery standing up for a righteous cause, looking out for your brother and giving your life for your friend. Okay. That that's good things that we need to hear. And yes, Yes. it's about rabbits, but it doesn't matter because you're still, kids are still putting themselves in those shoes. And like, I feel like when I'm reading those books, I feel like they're more about humans than about rabbits. That's just the way the author wrote them. Mm -hmm. They're they're very human, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Sometimes, you know, I'll hear parent, parents say, oh, why do you read such bo- books to your children about such dangers? It's just, they can't handle that. And, you know, my question is, why, why don't you? Because life is not a bed of roses. Yes. You know, life is not Skittles and rainbows. Well, life and I'd rather is- prepare them for the, re- I mean, there's, there is a part of protecting their innocence, but I'd rather yes. prepare them for the reality of life within the safety and of exactly. our home and the filter of mom and dad yes. than to have these kids step out one day and be hit in the face with, whoa, exactly. I had no idea this was out here. Exactly. And, you know, they, mm-hmm. they won't be prepared for the battle that they are going to face. Yes. And, and 
Yes, that's so true. And I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't even have that in my notes. But yes, the safety of the home is so important. And and at the same time, I'm not saying, you know, just read them books with no filter. You know, yes, I'm not saying yes. that at all. You know, there's children's books like The Green Number and there's children's books like Ernest Shackleton where they're not giving too much to yes. where it's going to scar them. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's just just enough to realize, whoa, life is not just all fun and games. I need to really think about how I would respond mm -hmm. in this sort of situation, you know? So, you know, kids have to practice how to be brave and they can do that from pages of a great book. Yes. But I, there's an example when I was really convicted about this was when I read the book, live not by lies. Have you ever read that book? I have. Yes. Yes. Okay. That, that's, it's a really good book. Highly recommend by the way, if anyone hasn't read it, but the author interviewed several Christians in Russia that had lived under the communist rule where the, you know, Christians were persecuted by the thousands. Pastors were killed. This, that, you know, there's just so much persecution for the Christian faith. And he asked the, the interviewer asked the family that he was talking to how their parents trained them to keep the faith when they were required to be in school all day, you know, and get in mouthfuls of propaganda yes. and indoctrination and just being filled with all the communist junk. Mm -hmm. How did they keep the faith? It, and do you remember the answer? Yes. <laughs> she read to them what three hours yes. a day. Yes. Yes. Mom read aloud to them three hours a day. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm like, I, especially I mean, how, when I think of you... the time that they were in school. Yes. So it's like, yes. okay, this is three hours of a small window before they had to go to bed. Exactly. You know? I mean, when did they eat dinner? I mean, what, you know, and the parents are working as well. Like they're yes. all gone all day long. Just, it just shows you how important it was yeah. to that mother. I, I, I just remember being so struck by that. And I was like, wow, I, we, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yes. So, but she, I found it really interesting. It wasn't, she didn't just read them fun books. You know, she, she specifically picked books out that were full of courage, mm -hmm. bravery, and standing for truth. I remember laughing because he even mentioned they were, they watched movies. I have no idea how they got these movies, but they would watch these movies with the same, you know, courage, bravery, yes. standing for truth. You know, those kids, they made it through. Mm -hmm. They stood for the truth. They didn't break. And I just remember being like, wow, <laughs> this is what we need for our kids. Our yes. kids might be there someday. <laughs> and so I'm going to be that mom, you yes. know, I like, and even, even though we're not there yet, we can still prepare them now. Yes. So, you know, I, I want my daughter to have these stories to fall back on someday, maybe when she mm -hmm. finds herself in a prison camp or on death row. I, I, I hate, I hate to even think about that. I, I don't want that for her, but I do want her to stand for Christ, you know? And I even think too, I, the, the culture that I am raising my kids in, but what culture are they going to raise their kids in? So it's yes, not even yeah. just that I want my kids to stand and my kids to do right. But I sometimes am going beyond that and thinking, how are they going to parent their children? Yes. And that's so this just generational, I mean, the Bible talks about it, generation mm -hmm. after generation laying that foundation of truth. And I think books is one way that we can do that. Yes, I know. That is just so, so important. And like I said, you know, as much as we, reading that book that I mentioned, The Insanity of God, yes, it has just given me such a new perspective on persecution 
you know, we, uh, we in America are so scared of persecution and we're like, oh, it's so bad that we don't have, you know, it, it's so bad if we have persecution come to America. Whereas <clears throat> these Christians in China are like, um, you know, persecution is like the sun coming up. Yes. If you're a Christian, you're going to be persecuted. And so <laughs> going back to what I said, like, it's not that I want you know, I want my daughter to be burned at the stake or something, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, well, maybe not that we're like, yes, I want to be killed, but, but we want to be able to face that bravely. Yes. And I, I want her and her children, like you said, and all of our future generations, I, I want them to be ready to not deny Christ. Mm -hmm. And I want them to know, you know, when they get to a life or death point, I want them to know Yes, Christ is worth it. Well, and I'm I read I'm to lay down my bookshelf. life. Will they stand facing the giants mm. of our culture or something? Um, but he was talking about persecution, and I think so often we do look at it very negatively. And well, like yeah. you said, I don't want that. Um, the reality is the most, the majority of the world has endured that exactly all of for all time. But his or are thing, yeah yeah still. And his thing was just that persecution brings a very real faith you know yes. we and we see that you know I just read hearts mm -hmm. of fire you were talking about that on your social media these people that it is their everyday reality that I don't know yep. if I'm going to live to the end of the day because I choose to follow Christ but the reality that their faith holds in their life the reality that their faith holds even in their kids lives is so different than the Christianity that we see as a whole in Western culture, this convenient, you know, um, really self-centered faith. And, it's, you know, yeah. so yeah, while I don't want persecution, it did give me another angle to look at it when he wrote that book of, you know what, I also want my kids to stand for Christ no matter what. I want their faith to not be something that mom and dad did, so we're just going to continue right. going to church. I want it to be, exactly. I am so passionate about my walk with Christ. And and sometimes God might choose to enter a hard thing to make that, to refine that gold. Exactly, exactly. After reading that book that I mentioned, I it's the same, same thing what you just said. It just, it completely changes your perspective almost to where, you're like, Lord, I'm scared, but I need it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm really scared to face something like that, but I, I want to know you and mm -hmm. I, I want to see you working and, um, the way you have worked in these people who have been persecuted, it's just unbelievable. And I want to know you like that. Yes. And like, like you were saying with the watered down Christianity and stuff, we don't know, we don't know God like that. And that's the whole point of that book. Um, the insanity of God, the whole point of it is he's like, are you still the same God as the new Testament? You know? And he answers that question in that book, like, holy cow. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I don't want to give it all away, but wow, <laughs> it is so good. So and to kind of just wrap up this, this question, um, yeah. I, I love what Jim Trelease says it, he has, it's a, it's called Jim Trelease's Read Aloud Handbook, but I love what he says. Um, after going through several different stats from different research projects, he says, the message in this kind of research is that it's not the toys in the house that make the difference in children's lives. It's the words in their heads. The least expensive thing we can give a child outside of a hug turns out to be the most valuable words. 
I'm like, wow, that's really powerful because it's so true. And, and, and to me, it's just so sad how little words parents are giving their children these days, you know, we're, we're replacing it with, you know, we're, we're replacing good, deep conversations with, you know, TV and iPads. And it's just, it's really, really sad. Well, we're going to have to wrap up this episode, but we're going to do a part two because we have much more to cover and we're going to talk about that. What place does technology hold uh, in, in this whole thing with reading? Um, so join us in the next episode for more great content. But Sarah, why don't you share a little bit at the end where people can find you, some of the resources you have available. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram. My Instagram handle is altogetherlovely.co that's .co um and instagram is where i share a lot about what i'm currently reading and what i'm reading with e um my thoughts about certain books how a book is impacting me i do a lot of like um motherhood and marriage type posts as far as like i'm reading this book and this book is changing my life and like basically thoughts yes about what i'm reading about so you know it, it's, it's more from the heart type post. Whereas in my stories, I'm saying, Hey, this is what we're reading. This is what E's reading. This is what we're reading aloud, you know? So a lot of, a lot of resources and it's not just books either. You know, we're talking about books, but, um, I like to share a lot about resources in general, because there's a lot of awesome resources, music, movies. There's so many good things out there. Um, that, a lot of times people don't know they're out there, you know, yes. so it's really fun to share when I come across something. It's like, ah, you guys have to, you guys have to watch this or whatever. Um, so, and then I like to share, you know, meals and just everyday life stuff. Yeah. I am only on there two days a week though, because I feel like when I'm on there every day, I can't put time into my website and other projects that I want to work on. So, um, it's kind of a bummer. I know some people are like, oh, we need you on there more. But I look but forward like, to I, Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know I get special. to see Sarah. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah. So, but that's the thing is like, it's, that's just been, what's just been working out right now. And I, I loved being on there every day, but at the same time, I'm like, this, this isn't good, healthy for yes. my family and for my work. You know, I want to do more than I want to produce book lists and stuff like yes. that. And when I'm on Instagram, you know, I don't have the time to do that. So yeah, only two days a week, but, um, so that's the Instagram. I also have, I also have the website and basically what I'm trying to do is take everything from, because uh, people will ask all the time, Hey, is there somewhere where I can find what you were talking about in your stories two weeks ago? And you know, stories, they go away after 24 yes. hours. So what I'm trying to do, this is my big project right now is moving everything over from my Instagram account to my website. So it has a place to live and it's easily searchable. So you can just go to the search bar and search, Hey, you know, books for toddlers or whatever, and it'll be easier to find. So that's on the website. The website is altogetherlovelycollective.com. And I'll be Altogether sure to link lovely. that in the show notes too, so that it'll be okay. easy for people to find. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So that's, that's the website. And then on the website is the huge project that I launched in January this year, which was the book list. And, oh, I was so excited about this. Um, so we didn't get to it in this episode, but where I was talking about book lists, you know, and as a mom, one of my biggest beefs with book lists is I don't know what people will be like, this is a good book. And here's what the book is about, but then they don't tell me like, 
you know, it has this bad word and this yes. bad word and this scene. Like, I want to know exactly what's in a book. And the websites, like I, I've seen, um, I think I think it's called Common Sense Media. I think there's websites like that that'll tell you kind of what are in a book, but they never have the books I'm looking for. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I'm looking for a certain book and I'll go to Common Sense Media and the book's not on there. So yes. I'm like, ah, so basically I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to start my own. I'll just keep track of what we read. I'll write down whenever I hear a bad word or, yes. you know, slang or something and tell parents, you know, because I know, I don't know if your parents were like this, but when I was a kid, it was like, I was allowed to read the, the, the books with the bad words, but they were all marked out, you know, <laughs> Sharpie. So, you know, yeah. The Sharpie marker all yes. the way through the book. Hey, this is an excellent book, but you can't read those words. So, you know, like t- that's fine. Now I'm not saying, you know, like tons and tons of language obviously if there's a bunch of language the book's not going to be good but I'm fine with a few words but I want to know that before I read you know because I don't want to turn on like as a mom it's helpful for me to look and see okay this is what's in it now I can make the discerning choice whether exactly you know and and that's where your resources have been so helpful to me yes and so I'm so glad you said that because that's really my goal and from from my standpoint as a mother like that's what I want in a book list so I was like you know what I'll just do this and um hopefully you know I want to be a blessing to other moms too so I'm sharing it so that's what the book list is um I launched the the adult and teen book list was what I launched this year and I thought oh let's I, I really wanted to launch the children's book list but there just wasn't enough time so basically what I did is there is a children's book list on there but it's only like a couple months worth of books so that's on there too it's it's gonna get better (laughs) And it's already just, really good. Oh, oh, thank you. There's just not enough time yes. in a day. You know, it's like, oh, I have all these titles. You know, when we read, I keep track on my phone what we're reading. I'll write down, you know, if there's something I need to make note of, like, okay, there was this word in there. But it's just like, ah, there's just not enough time to do all this. So it, that's I tell Simeon all the time. I have like so many good books and just so little time. I know. There's just not enough time. Ugh. So the book list is huge. That's on the website, yes. which you're going to link below. And then- um, the last thing is, which you can also sign up for on the website, is the newsletter. I'm really excited about this. I've never done a newsletter before. I had good intentions with my old website, and it, I never got around to it. But now I'm kind of committed, so I have to do it. So um, I, we just started it in January. So basically, I'm just going to send out a letter to you the first during the first week of the month. And basically, in that letter, you know, there's a little personal note from me, like I'm telling you what's going on in my life a little bit you know I'm not it's not like this huge long letter but just like a little personal note tons of links tons of announcements you know things that I want you to know about or things that you might not want to miss like for example like the sight and sounds they have that first Friday um pay what you want thing I love that well sometimes people don't know about that so they can find it there with the or sometimes link, you people know, right- know about it and forget about it when that Friday yes. comes so <laughs> yes you're so, a good reminder yes so the links will be there for that and um I also am giving like an, ex- an I say exclusive I end up writing a blog post later but I've been doing um like what we're currently reading so those are those that's a peek at what's going to be on next year's book list so you kind of get like a first look at that yeah. and then um you know just other things that I don't really mention anywhere else like last time I did like a shout out to like a biographical look at somebody that is worth having worth being a hero basically so so some a little bit of exclusive content but um just a lot of 
it's just nice to have everything in one place. Yes. So basically, if you want everything in one place, that's where you go. Yes. So that's that's pretty much it. Newsletter, website, book list, Instagram account. <laughs> Good. And I will I'll put your Instagram and your website in the show notes, and then they can follow the website to find the book list and sign up for your email and all of that. I was going to say, I'm also on Facebook too, but okay. my Instagram is connected to my Facebook. So like people find me on Facebook, but I'm not like on Facebook yes. a lot. You know what I, I mean? I'm on Instagram a lot. So I'm on Facebook too. And I, I get confused. I, I think Facebook is altogether lovely collective as well, but I better check on that. So I'll just let you know, like the, the Facebook link, if someone's sure. not on Instagram or whatever. Okay, but. perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to joining you again for part two. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.